You're listening to Comedy Central. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Trevor Noah, and this is The Daily Social Distancing Show. Today is Thursday, May 20th, and my friends, some sad news just broke this morning. Microsoft announced that it'll be officially killing off Internet Explorer after 26 years. Yeah. I hope you're happy, Mr. Google Chrome, Mr. I know everything. I mean, I know you two never got along, but you better show some respect right now because an OG just passed. And I know some of you young bloods are saying, oh, good riddance, or who cares? But personally, I'm heartbroken, man. Internet Explorer was there for some of the most defining moments of my adolescence. The first time I figured out how to turn off parental controls and download a JPEG of a boob. So farewell, Internet Explorer. You weren't always the fanciest browser. You definitely weren't the most reliable browser but you were always there for me in the sense that you automatically opened every time I started my computer and I could never figure out how to turn that setting off. (sighs) R.I.P. Anyway, on tonight's show, cicadas are partying like it's 2004. The world is running out of sperm and social media filters are giving us selfie esteem issues. So let's do this, people. Welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. From Trevor's couch in New York City to your couch somewhere in the world. This is the Daily Social Distancing Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition. All right, let's kick things off with some news from the world of science and nature. Specifically, insects. They're how we all get to experience the thrill of murder. People don't usually get excited about bugs. But when you've got ones that only appear about as often as a friend's reunion, well, that's worth buzzing about. The latest buzz is that billions of cicadas are emerging in the eastern U.S. Brood 10 is coming out of the ground after 17 years. The cicadas have been underground, living on tree sap. And now, as the ground temperature hits 64 degrees, they're making their way to the treetops to mate. Their goal is to reach the tree branches where they will mate, lay eggs, and then die. Two weeks later, the eggs will hatch, the young will tumble to the ground, and the whole 17-year cycle will start all over again. 
So why do cicadas swarm? Scientists note their bizarre behavior is all part of their survival strategy. It's called predator satiation. They're going to emerge in such massive numbers synchronously, they'll fill the belly of every predator that wants to eat them, and there'll still be enough left over to perpetuate their species. Wow, 17 years. Man, think about how different the world was the last time these guys were up here in 2004. I mean, Tom Brady had just won the Super Bowl. We were getting ready to watch Vin Diesel in a brand new Fast and Furious movie. Ben Affleck was dating J-Lo. Whew, it's gonna be hard for them to adjust. But basically, cicadas hide for 17 years and then emerge all at once to try and have sex as fast as they can. And I feel like right now, everyone coming out of the pandemic is like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. And you know, as weird as this seems, it actually makes sense to me that they only do this once every 17 years. I mean, anytime I try to get more than three friends together, we always end up being like, all right, all right, you know what? Uh, what does summer 2038 look like for you guys? All right, great, we'll have brunch then. As interesting as it is though, this life cycle is completely insane. I mean, how did the cicadas even come up with this? Okay guys, you know how most species hang out in the sun all day having fun? Well, how about we stay underground for 17 years sucking on roots? Then we jump out all at once and have sex once before we get eaten. I love it! Oh my word, it's perfect! Don't change a thing! But let's move on from the cicada orgy to some alarming news about human reproduction. Because you see, it turns out that when Brood 10 returns in 17 years, we might not be around to see them. Could humans one day become an endangered species? Scientists say we are not only grappling with the coronavirus pandemic and a climate emergency, they say humanity is also facing a sperm count crisis. Analysis suggests that sperm counts in the West have dropped by over 50% in the last 40 years. And if the downward trend continues, it's feared that the planet could be facing what scientists are calling a spermageddon by the year 2045. Scientists say our modern life is behind this decline. Unhealthy lifestyles such as smoking and obesity and exposure to dangerous chemicals found in plastics, cosmetics, and pesticides. Wow, okay. This is some really bad news. Although the way they delivered it is probably not gonna hit right with some people. Dude, are you telling me that if I smoke, get really fat, and live an unhealthy lifestyle, then I can have sex without birth control? Yeah, dude, sign me up. But for real, guys, this is bad news. If we don't stop sperm levels from dropping, that means the end of pregnancies. And that means no more episodes of Teen Mom. I mean, I'm sure there'll be other effects too. I haven't thought it all through yet, but I'm Teen Mom, people. I mean, I know Spermageddon sounds like a spinoff to the Sharknado movies, but I think we have to start conserving our sperm. We can't just be wasting it anymore just because we saw someone hot in a shampoo commercial. Most importantly, we men have to start treating our bodies better because your sperm is only as healthy as you are. If you're spending all day smoking and eating badly, you can't be surprised when your sperm is also hella out of shape. Okay, guys, let's do it. Time to get to that egg. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I'm cramping. I'm cramping. Oh, boy. This is further than I thought. I just... Wow, do, do we have to go 
to the egg now we got to do that right now because this is a lot oh boy oh i'm not i don't think i'm gonna make i just oh man you know what i'm just gonna call an uber i just think i yeah i see what surge pricing and finally this is the time of year for spring cleaning you know it's when you take out all of your old t-shirts decide not to throw any of them away and then put them all back slightly folded but if you find some stuff while going through your house that you really don't want anymore, please think carefully before giving it away. We all know that saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Well, sometimes it is just trash. This morning, Goodwill is urging people to reconsider what we're donating. It turns out Goodwill is getting a lot of stuff it can't use, like broken furniture and leaky batteries. And that's hurting the nonprofit more than helping. Garbage disposal costs are going through the roof. A spokesperson for Goodwill says, if you wouldn't give it to your judgy mother-in-law, then don't donate it. That's right. Some people out there are actually trying to give Goodwill trash like broken furniture, leaky batteries, and Kanye's last album. And what I wanna know is, who the hell is trying to donate leaking batteries? What asshole is out there going, well, I don't like getting burned by battery acid, but maybe poorer people will? I don't know what they're into. And you know that this has become a real problem for Goodwill because they never say negative stuff like this. They're literally called Goodwill. If they're mad, then there's a good reason. Like if you saw Mr. Rogers going off on Daniel Tiger, well, you know that that little puppet tried to pull some shit. So guys, please make sure that the items you donate are useful. And when it's time to throw away batteries, be responsible. You take them and you put them in a drawer where they just stay forever because no one really knows how to throw batteries away. I mean, it's like, you just keep them. All right, but let's move on now to our top story. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, the month where we raise consciousness about mental health issues and the month where we thank our therapists for giving us a fake name when they make fun of us to their friends. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, a lot of people are doing worse than ever because it turns out that the technology keeping us connected is also making us feel like shit. With the stress of the pandemic, body image issues have been on the rise. 43% of women, 26% of men said COVID-19 negatively affected how attractive they felt. The countless hours spent on Zoom or video calls is causing more and more Americans to be insecure about their appearance. Video conferencing presents a constant, unedited, unfiltered look at ourselves that can be unsettling. And those front-facing cameras we're all using aren't doing us any favors. Things like the nose could actually appear larger and wider, and the eyes could appear smaller. Not only is a person confronting their own reflection with much greater intensity and frequency than they ever had before, but they were staring at a distorted reflection. This is all part of an alarming new trend coined Zoom dysmorphia. Yes, Zoom dysmorphia. It's when you realize that it's not just everyone else who looks terrible on Zoom. And that's really not cool. You know, Zoom shouldn't make you feel bad about your looks. It should make you feel bad about your dirty ass living room. But you have to remember people, this is a new phenomenon that we're dealing with. Humans didn't evolve to see their own faces all the time. That's not normal. I mean, except for twins, I guess. But they don't count, they're freaks. It's just like another one of you? <laughs> what? Like, think about it. For most of human history, if you wanted to know what you looked like, you had to get your friend to smash up some blueberry and rub it on a cave wall. You! look like this. Damn, do I really hold a spear like that? 
Now, the good news is that it's likely we'll all be using Zoom a lot less in the near future. But unfortunately, there's another technology that also makes us feel bad about ourselves, and it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. I'm talking about photo filters. Yes, they've helped mankind realize its dream of puking rainbows, but some of the most popular filters just help you look more attractive, which may sound harmless, but it could be anything but. Cutting-edge apps and social media filters are allowing ordinary people to enhance their online photos to impossible perfection. In some cases, it's sparking a concerning phenomena. With apps like Facetune, you have the power to completely transform yourself. Bigger eyes, skinnier nose, and jawline. Smaller butt or flatter belly, whiter teeth, smoother skin. You can do it right on your phone. When I take a selfie, I always use filters. I wish I could look like my filtered self in real life. This obsession with personal appearance that selfie culture encourages may have darker implications for mental health. A study in the Journal of the American Medical Association says filtered pictures can take a toll on self-esteem, body image, and even lead to body dysmorphic disorder. I do feel like we're losing touch with what reality looks like. We're already getting there to the point where we're expecting people to look as unhuman as possible. Yeah, photo editing filters set unrealistic expectations for beauty. The same way Fruit Ninja sets up unrealistic expectations of how easy it is to slice floating fruit. And once you have this filtered version of yourself in your head, you become dissatisfied with what you really look like. So in essence, we're basically catfishing ourselves. But if these editing apps can turn adults into quivering blobs of insecurity, just imagine what they're doing to kids. Psychologists warn these photo filters can be particularly troubling for teens and young people who are still developing their sense of self. 80% of girls in one survey say they compare the way they look to other people on social media. On Instagram, like, I follow people like Kendall Jenner and Kylie Jenner, and they all have this, like, time measure, like, body image that everyone is expecting from this generation. Young girls on social media have a negative body perception, with one in seven girls reporting being unhappy with the way they look at the end of elementary school, and that number almost doubling to nearly one in three by age 14. 80% of Young girls are using photo retouching apps to change the way they look before posting pictures. And those with high scores for manipulating their photos were associated with high scores for body-related and eating concerns. You, any of you ever question your body because of what you see on social media? Yeah, yeah. Shame, man. This is a vicious cycle for teenagers. Social media makes them unhappy with how they look, so then they use filters, which perpetuate the unrealistic expectations for themselves and others. Plus, they're teenagers, so they're doing all of this while they're driving, which puts everyone at risk. And all the insecurity this creates is harmful for teenagers because I know it's hard to tune all of this out, but teens shouldn't be obsessing over this stuff. Like, I honestly wish I could sit all teenagers down and say, hey, don't worry about how you look. The planet's gonna die out before you're 30. It doesn't matter. Now, it's bad enough when people wish they had the perfect Instagram look in real life. What's worse is when they actually try to make it happen. 
The more people look at doctored up images, the more likely they are to actually start seeking out cosmetic procedures at younger ages. These cosmetic procedures are becoming so popular with teens, plastic surgeons have coined a new syndrome for it, Snapchat dysmorphia. And the number of kids getting nip tucks may astound you. In 2017, nearly 230,000 teens had cosmetic procedures. Kids as young as 13 are getting them. Doctors seeing an influx of people of all ages turning to plastic surgery to look more like their filter. 62% of plastic surgeons reported their patients wanted to go under the knife because of dissatisfaction with their social media profile. 57% said their patients wanted to look better in selfies. Absolutely. It's becoming more and more common where people will show me images on their Instagram or even something that's posted on Facebook and go, this is really how I want to look. Just last week, I had a patient come in and ask me for more of an anime eye, and she couldn't figure out why it's not possible. Okay, man, this is really disturbing. 13-year-olds in particular should not be getting plastic surgery. I mean, when you're 13, your physical appearance is already naturally changing. That's what our faces are doing. It's like long-term plastic surgery. I mean, this is what I looked like when I was 13. You gotta let that shit play out. Honestly, though, I don't blame the teenagers. I blame the parents and the plastic surgeons. I mean, how are you gonna let them do this to themselves? They can't even buy cigarettes, but you're gonna let them buy a new face? Clearly, this is getting out of hand, which is why there's now a movement, not just against filters, but all the ways that people have been distorting reality on social media. Many influencers have started speaking up on this issue, admitting that they've presented altered images in the past and are opening up the conversation. Some are even posting raw, totally unedited photos of themselves and breaking down how people on your Instagram feed may be manipulating their angles and lighting to get that quote unquote perfect selfie. There are many celebrities exposing the dangers of digital distortion. They are posting images of themselves unedited, unfiltered online. And this is a great example to young girls. Pop star Lizzo made a big splash when she posted a selfie in the nude and unretouched. There's, there's no shame anymore. And I just kind of post myself. It's like, you take me as I am. You gonna have to love me. British MP Luke Evans has proposed the digitally altered body image bill which would require advertisers and publishers to display a logo whenever a person's face or body has been digitally enhanced. Okay, first of all, I love the idea of putting disclaimers on photos of people who have been digitally altered. I love it. And honestly, I don't think we should stop there. We need to do this with everything that's been digitally altered, like food ads. Those are the worst. Every fast food burger looks great on TV. But then when I order it, it looks like it fell asleep in a hot tub. But I'm glad that we're finally learning the truth about what celebrities look like. You know, personally, I'm waiting for SpongeBob to join this movement. I mean, no way that guy is that square naturally. Have you seen that? It's like, it's not even, maybe he's not real. Then how would he have a TV show? Now, I'm not naive enough to think that society is gonna stop creating unrealistic beauty standards anytime soon, all right? But what I do hope is that we can better educate our kids and ourselves that our own natural bodies are beautiful. I mean, except for that flap of old people's skin we have on our elbows. Like, that shit is gross. I don't care who you are. It looks like a mid-arm ball sack. But everything else is beautiful. All right, when we come back, Roy Wood Jr. finds out what can happen when you go up against big oil. You don't want to miss it. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome back to the Daily Social Distancing Show. We're never going to forget the last year that we've lived through. Being locked inside our apartments 24-7. But what if I told you that some people had it even worse? Well, Roy Wood Jr. has more. It's springtime. COVID's in the rear view and New York City is opening up again. No good, sir. you. But one New Yorker is still stuck inside. Human rights lawyer Stephen Donziger has been locked in his apartment under house arrest without trial for over 600 days. You've been on lockdown for coming up on two years. Bro, what did you do? You cut the tag off a mattress. I'm a human rights lawyer. And I have a black ankle claw shackled to my leg, um, courtesy of the United States criminal justice system, because I helped as a lawyer win a very big pollution judgment against Chevron. You talking about Chevron, the gas station where I get like hot Cheetos and shit? Chevron is one of the largest, most powerful companies in the United States of America. Donzig has been under house arrest since 2019, when he was charged with contempt of court in the middle of a protracted legal battle with Chevron. Well, you know what they say, if you come at the king, you best not miss. And if you hit, your ass get locked up in your apartment for almost two years. I think that's how it go. I mean, the attacks on me are just to distract attention from what they did down in Ecuador and the pollution they caused. They call it the Amazon Chernobyl. Billions of gallons of toxic waste dumped in the Ecuadorian Amazon. 
rivers and lakes poisoned with oil, elevated cancer rates in indigenous tribes. Stephen and several other lawyers brought a lawsuit that led to a $9 billion legal judgment against Chevron. So why is this the first time I'm hearing about it? Where are the influences with the little oil square Instagram posts? I think there's an a atmosphere in a lot of these media outlets where they get scared to do stories that would expose the corruption of some of their major advertisers. The New York Times actually did assign a story about me to a major journalist there. Two weeks into it, he called me up and he said they killed the story. Major networks have reached out. One actually interviewed me extensively and the guy disappeared. I mean, but you, when you say disappear, you mean like, like reassign. You don't mean like he's like gone off the earth, right? Chevron has a goon squad of lawyers and PR people that threaten outlets that try to cover the story in a balanced way. You don't think that would happen to me though, right? That's like... Real journalist. I'm a fake journalist. It's the, we say that on the poster for The Daily Show. I don't think they're going to go after you. You don't think or you know? It's a big difference between the two. Chevron being after your ass is no joke. In 2011, they filed a suit against Stephen, claiming the verdict in Ecuador was obtained fraudulently. Three years later, they won a multi-million dollar judgment against him. Two years after that, the verdict was upheld after an appeal. This is a messy case, and it looks pretty bad for Stephen. And with Chevron's budget, there might not be an end in sight. The people attacking me make 1500 bucks an hour. They're never going to stop. I mean, if you were making 1500 bucks an hour, wouldn't you attack me? Yeah, I would. I'd f*** you up for 800 an hour, bro. No disrespect. You know how much they sued me for? $60 billion. That's B. Billion. Excuse me a second. Chevron, these are the words of him and not me. Please don't f*** with my money. <laughs> Sorry about that. You want to hear something crazier? The prosecutor here in New York refused to prosecute me. And the judge then appointed a private law firm that has Chevron as a client. You got the fossil fuel mafia coming after you, man. Absolutely. Um, they wanted me to turn my computer and cell phone over to them. If one lawyer is fighting another lawyer in a case, you don't get the other guy's computer. That's not how it goes. That's that we're all the it's like that's like giving your, your girl your phone in the middle of an argument. That's why you got to have a separate phone that you pretend is your phone. And then when they ask for your phone, that's the phone you give them. Hang on one second. <laughs> uh, baby, if you're watching this, I only have one phone. I love you. All right, go ahead, man. When Donziger appealed the order to turn over his phone, the judge charged him with contempt of court and put him on house arrest. That's pretty unusual. So is the private law firm and Stevens' civil judge appointing the judge for his criminal trial. There are a lot of irregularities in this case, and that's why Stevens doing something kind of crazy. We're asking the new attorney general, Merrick Garland, to intervene. I promise you I'm the only lawyer in the United States right now who is begging to be prosecuted by the Department of Justice. Prosecute me. Take it out of the hands of the private Chevron law firm because it is inappropriate for a private law firm to be prosecuting someone when they can go to jail. Hell no, you don't wanna to go to jail as a human rights lawyer. They gonna be harassing you day and night for free legal advice. Your prison nickname gonna be pro bono. Steven's trial is going into closing arguments this week and he's had supporters coming out for him like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, even the stepmom from Stepmom. But that seems like cold comfort when you're stuck in your apartment for double the length of the pandemic. 
I mean, at this point, your house arrest might outlast Amazon. If I didn't exist, Chevron would invent me. And they don't want people thinking about their pollution. They want people thinking about that lawyer. People on the Amazon, they guard the lungs of the planet for all of us. If I can't do this work, we're dead. All of us. It matters. At the end of the day, this case is about an oil company claiming they didn't pollute. What else do you really need to know? I feel bad for Steven, but not bad enough to go full Aaron Brockovich. Man, I'm not with you no more. I'm nervous, man. Hang in there with me. They're not going to put a, an ankle bracelet on you and come live with me in house arrest. I can't be on house arrest with your ass. I got to do my naked yoga. We don't do naked yoga here. We do regular yoga. And that's why we can't be on house arrest together. And I do naked yoga. So y'all can't be around for that. That's my meditation. All right, when we come back, NBA champion Jeremy Lin will be joining me on the show. So don't go away. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Welcome back to The Daily Social Distancing Show. My guest tonight is NBA champion and philanthropist, Jeremy Lin. We talked about breaking down barriers on and off the court and why Mental Health Action Day is so important to him. Jeremy Lin, welcome to The Daily Social Distancing Show. Thanks for having me, Trevor. This is, uh, it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, man, you, you are uh, an international basketball sensation. And recently, this week, in fact, you released a, a really lengthy, heartfelt statement about your journey in basketball, your life in basketball. And I couldn't help feeling, I was like, man, is this Jeremy Lin saying goodbye to basketball? Was this your official retirement? Um, it wasn't my official retirement, but it was definitely something where, you know, I'm kind of realizing uh, there's not much else I can do to prove uh, that I belong in the NBA. And so um, every challenge that I've been given, um, every ask, uh, you know, of me has been, I've been, I've done and I've performed well. So for me, it's kind of realizing, hey, like it's not, it doesn't really matter what I do or there's not much else that I could do to earn a spot to even, you know, or a chance to fight for a spot. And so that was kind of my way of saying, hey, I don't think this door is closed, uh, is opening. I think it's closed and um, that, you know, it's kind of passing the torch to the next generation. But it was uh, in many ways, honestly, like it hurts, right? Because I feel like I do deserve it, but it's also a celebration in many ways. But 
hey, it's time for the next generation, and there's going to be plenty of Asian-American players that are much better than me down the road. You represented Asian-Americans and Asian people in general in a sport where, you know, we just haven't seen Asian-Americans excelling at the level that you were. You inspired people, whether they were Asian or not. It was linsanity for everybody. When you hit that moment where it was linsanity, did you take a moment to appreciate how crazy your journey had been up until that point? You know, I have two huge regrets, but one of them is I didn't slow down to embrace everything about what was happening. I didn't know what mm. I didn't know what it meant to society. I didn't know really even what it meant to me because that was just in my second year as a pro. And so I didn't process it. And I think that's when I learned if you're not fulfilled and content during the journey, you won't be fulfilled and content when you get to your destination because oh. you're just going to set another destination for yourself. Right. That's why I'm passionate about mental health. I struggled so much with pregame anxiety. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. You know, and this was when I was just trying to make it and just trying to, you know, uh, survive. And then I play well. And then when Sandy happens, I'm literally the most popular person on the planet. And I'm struggling with the same anxiety. That's I can't wild. eat. I can't yeah. And I'm realizing, like, man, mental health and the anxiety that I struggled with was something that came before I had the success, after I had the success, and everything in between if I don't learn how to properly address it. What do you, what do you think some of the misconceptions are in and around mental health? And, and what are the stigmas that you hope to erase as you continue these conversations? The funny thing is, like, when you talk about the body, it's like, you walk into any store, like, any any, any juice or anything and you got like collagen and bone broth and right 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 you know, yeah all these like things that people literally spend their like lives building these products to give you just a little bit of health benefit but then when it comes to mental health it's like whoa like no we can't talk about that i mean the brain the mind is a part of our body and right. it is arguably the most important and if you aren't addressing it or if you're not aware of it like there will be severe consequences and sometimes to me, like one of the things I don't also don't like is like, let's say you go to therapy, you're trying to uh, uh, get help in terms of mental health. Sometimes it's more just, hey, I'm adding tools to my toolbox. I'm learning how to process past experiences. I'm trying to grow as a person and become right, better. Right, right, right. I was really happy to see actually that you were, you were teaming up, you know, with MTV networks uh, who, who are also spearheading an, an initiative to say, hey, it's time for a mental health action day. It's time for us to do something and just really normalize these conversations. What are some of the tools that you learned that helped you? Like, were there any things that helped you with your pregame anxiety? Are there things that you still do today that help you breathe and, and, and center yourself? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, you know, my faith, I'm Christian. I mean, my faith is, it has been very, very helpful in terms of getting me to a place where I don't, you know, when I start to really struggle with fear and anxiety, how do I remind myself that like, hey, this result does not define who I am, right? Right, and right, right. How do I, you know, because if I'm not careful, I'll end up listening to myself constantly. Mm. I'm feeding myself is like the majority of the time, not good. So right, like, right. If I'm not talking to myself, then I end up listening to myself. And when I listen to myself, then I listen to a lot of the doubts, the, the fears, a lot of the things that aren't true, that haven't happened, that won't happen. Right. And I'm constantly bombarding myself. And then the next thing you know, I'm going down this rabbit hole of catastrophic thoughts in my mind. Right. So there's so many different tools. There's so many different ways that each person can learn how to um, improve their mind or, or to be able to address some of the things. And, and 
you know, maybe the last thing that I've realized is all of our experiences are constantly shaping us. Yeah. And, and we aren't realizing that a lot of things that we go through and a lot of things that we have went through when we were younger are can be tr triggers and that if we don't process these things, if we don't learn about these things, then we're not adequately equipped to be able to handle future situations. You've also, you've also taken the mantle in many ways in and around the discussion of, of the hate crimes that, have, that we've seen escalating, you know, since the dawn of coronavirus in and around the AAPI community, you know? You've talked about this and the stigma that comes with it. Looking at it, I mean, obviously you don't speak for the entire Asian community. And I, you know, your, your shirt, I think, speaks to this as well, unity. Tell me a little bit about what you're trying to achieve in getting different conversations going and what you hope society as a whole will come to understand about the challenges that may be unique to certain parts of the community, specifically Asian people. Well, you just said it. Uh, you said unity and conversation. And that's where we're trying to start, right? And so this shirt is, you know, a, a collab that we did with the hundreds. And again, it's about cross-racial solidarity. And man, basketball gave me access to different cultures and different people right. that Right. Not come yeah. in contact with. And they reshaped all the different stigmas and the stereotypes that I had of other ethnicities that I was only learning from Hollywood, from movies. Honestly, you know, I came, when my parents came, immigrant parents, all, all we knew about black people was what we saw from movies. <laughs> and, and, you, and that's dangerous. That's dangerous, right? right. And, then, and so having the, the, the exposure, having these conversations, being able to learn from each other. I mean, that's what you're saying. It's where it starts. And, and I think like if we can go into different spaces, having an open mind and being willing to listen, like not defend yourself, not prove a point, but just listen. If we can start doing that, I think it would go a long way. Yeah, man, you, you're doing amazing things, man. And uh, I guess, as you said, now the journey is going to be enjoying the next part of your journey before you get to your next destination. So, uh, Jeremy, thank you. To, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, congratulations on everything you've done, and we'll see you again, hopefully. I appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. Take a moment today to take action to support your mental health. It's easier than you think. Visit the link below to find tools to support yourself and others. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. <clears throat> 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go... May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So please consider supporting the National Alliance on Mental Health. They're the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization dedicated to supporting the millions of Americans affected by mental illness. If you wanna help them provide advocacy, education, and support for mental health, then please go to the link below and donate whatever you can. Until next time, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, If you find your yard covered in cicadas, whatever you do, do not donate them to Goodwill. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, Get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. <laughs> 